Trading Art, episode 104. Just just by watching actual charts can actually give you a lot of experience and a lot of understanding. You know, if you just watch a few YouTube videos, you're like, okay, now I know what sport resistance is, and you just mark a bunch of lines and start trying to trade off that. It's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. You need to actually watch and, and learn. The market's gonna do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction but wrong about the trade don't focus on the monetary side trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes relax learn the process candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap don't be in a rush to become a millionaire let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you this podcast is not financial trading or investing advice of any kind before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Hope you had a great Christmas, a great New Year's. You're ready to start the year strong here in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, We've got Bitcoin skyrocketing, shooting for the moon here at over $30,000. So there's a whole bunch of stuff, crazy stuff going on in the world. Let's hope that 2021 calms down a little bit, but still gives us those massive opportunities as well. Uh, We've got Jack Doyle coming up on the show. Now, Jack, if you've heard his name before, he was on my Trader vs. Trader series, the first series I did where two traders compete against each other in like a Karate Kid or World Cup kind of style tournament. We find a winner. Um, The winner was Jacob, but Jack got to the final and he had a great run as well. So he got better and better as the shows went on. The first show he got, I think, 1.3 something uh, R. The second show he got uh, 3.72 R, which is a really good score. In fact, it would have you know, put him up there on the leaderboard of the, the TradingView replay challenge that I have. He would have been up sort of th- uh, fourth place at the moment. And then in the final, he got the third best ever score on this TradingView replay challenge with a 12.85R. And he was he didn't win. He was chasing down 27R, which is a ridiculous score. Uh, but he did well nonetheless. And we've got to get to hear his story today. So we're going to get to hear his story. He's a young guy. He lives in Dubai from Ireland. Uh, we shot a video after the show, which ironically i thought like we got a lot of information from the three videos that we did with him where we went through the trader versus trader but in fact this one gives even more Uh, so there's even more information that you're going to get on how jack trades at velocity fx so that's his firm Uh, and uh, we've had a few of his other traders on the show who have been really good as well so guys um we've got jack coming up in a second now, before we get into that, I do want to let you know there are a few other things going on here at Trading Up. We have the YouTube channel, which has got a new area, so a members-only area where you can get access to content that's not released to the general public. So, guys, if you do, if you are over there, 
find the channel page on TradingNut and then have a look. You'll be able to find that uh, members-only content. Click join and, and you can get access to that. Uh, there's also, we've got uh, the merch. I'm going to get the merch out this year. I guarantee it. Had an issue with the design. It didn't happen last year. So if you're wanting to find other trading nut people, other trading nuts on the street, see them on the street, spot them on the street, wearing the merch, then it's coming, guys. Sorry, it's coming. It's taking a little bit longer than I'd hoped. Uh, there's also... A couple of other things in the pipeline now. One is a, a big, massive thing, which I'm hoping to kick off. So stay tuned for that. I know you're going to love it. Everyone can get involved in this. And uh, yeah, I'm just hoping I can pull it off. All under closed doors at the moment, but stay tuned for more info on this crazy, crazy thing that I've got coming up. Um, it takes the Trader vs. Trader, Scalper vs. Scalper, and Trading View Replay Challenge to another level a whole nother level so guys that's potentially coming up hopefully it does if not i should have some more series coming up for you guys soon but for now let's get on with the show let's hear jack's story and uh yeah hope you enjoy it then go and check the video out after the show all right folks here we are on trading up we've got jack doyle on the show now if you do uh, recognize the name well he came uh, he was one of the finalists of my trader versus trader my first ever trader versus trader uh, challenge competition. Welcome to the show, Jack. Uh, how are things over there? And I believe you're in Ireland now. Yes, so just got back to Ireland from being in Dubai, so it's a bit different because um, we're in lockdown here in Dublin. So I've not much to do, but uh, it's good because I'm back for for Christmas to see family and, and stuff like that. So awesome. Well, look uh, if, for you guys watching, just to, or listening, sorry, and watching, uh, please. But let's just give you a quick overview of what Jack did in the in the trader versus trader challenge. So I think the first round you scraped by with a few break evens, then you got like a profitable trade. I think you ended up with like one point something eight R or something, was it? Can you remember? Yeah, I think it was like one point seven, one point something R. But uh, yeah, it was it wasn't the best start with it for the for the first round. It wasn't the best start. And then, then the second round, we made it a bit more challenging. You guys had seven minutes to pick an entry. And I do remember your entries on the first round were like, we, we were waiting quite some time for you to find the right entry. Ironically, yeah. the second, the, the the semi-final, you got 3.72R and you managed to find your entries within seven minutes. So a bit of pressure and and, um, and you did better than the semi-final. Then in the final, um, you went up against our wonder kid, Jacob from Sweden, who... Who got a ridiculous score on the first, uh, the semi-final with 21R, and and then he hit a target of 27R that you had to try and beat with you know coming by playing off second, and you managed managed to get 12.85R, which is a, a phenomenal yeah. score in itself. And I think at one point you're at 21R, and you let the profit yeah. come back and um, yeah, going for the win. And we was just going to see what happens because that guy had like ridiculous. Uh, risk reward trade so we knew I had to kind of come up with something but yeah it was it was a good challenge and it was fun yeah it was awesome stuff and look so that's why we've got you on the show here today because we want to hear your story uh, and I, I know you've got a life over there in Dubai now uh, you're back in Ireland for Christmas so um, to start off with do you want to give us sort of and what we haven't really heard and we touched on it briefly in Trader versus Trader is is your full story like how did you get into trading um, you know all the way up until where you are now living in Dubai uh, driving around in Rolls Royces and that sort of thing um, to be honest 
it started, I think, when I was about 17, 16, 17. Um, it was kind of the usual. I was getting into kind of crypto. I bought some some coins uh, using um, my dad's ID, actually, because obviously I wasn't 18. I couldn't actually purchase crypto currency. Um, and then just from kind of looking around the community and stuff, I, you know, noticed FX and FX traders and... Instagram and everything. So a lot of people, I started how a lot of people started out. I started to follow signals, didn't have a clue about risk management. I didn't know how to read a chart. I was just kind of following signals blindly on MetaTrader. I set up an account with my dad's ID again, because obviously to, to set up with a, with a broker, you need to be 18 plus. And um, I was working at the time. I, I never finished school. So, you know, when I was kind of 16, 17, I went straight to work. So I was earning some money. So the money I was earning in work, uh, one week I just just put a bunch, like it was like maybe six, seven hundred euro into into an account, and I started following these signals, you know, and I wasn't applying risk management, I wasn't doing anything. The signals weren't really great anyway, as it was, and obviously blew the account. So after that, I was like, this is a load of crap. Um, uh, didn't didn't do anything again for a while, but I was still kind of keeping an eye on the community, like watching YouTube videos, um, because I was always keeping up to date with crypto because I had a, a few coins at that stage. But I think I think I only had Bitcoin at that stage. Um, but um, then I think kind of when I was... And how, how much was Bitcoin back back then? Because I would have thought, I'm just trying to work out the maths here, it was probably, was it, had it hit the 20K yet or, or not? Oh, no, no, it hadn't. It hadn't, uh, I don't think it was only like one or two. Okay, three maybe at a push. Yeah, uh, three I think. Um, myself and Nathan were always kind of into Bitcoin, um, and and cryptocurrency. I was just kind of fascinated by it, and I think we we didn't really buy it as an investment at the time. We were just like wanted to say, oh, we have Bitcoin, and you know. But then when we kind of seen the price, you know, that bull run uh, that happened, like when it grew like crazy, like it went up to. 20k and everything but like on the way up we just realized like how much money could actually be made in in all of this but anyway crypto currencies were on the way up and myself and nathan started up again together this time instead of it was just me i was like i'm gonna give fx another go um so nathan started with me nathan was working at the time as well so both of us just kind of you know both young and 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 stuff so we joined another signals group because I thought at the time I was like, oh, it's the signals that weren't good. Although I wasn't managing my risk, like I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was out of multiple positions, like just totally trading the wrong way. So we both started up again, following the same signals because we we're like, we'll do it together. And both of us blew our accounts. Um, actually, I think Nathan grew his portfolio because he started to just randomly do his own trades, but like, but ridiculously high lot size. I remember he grew his portfolio by like four or five K. Um and this was around the time of kind of the Brexit negotiations. I think the first the first round, like when they were deciding whether there was going to be a, an actual Brexit or not, the actual initial vote. So actually could you started... could you just let the guys know who Nathan is and and um your relationship and that sort of thing? Because I don't think we've touched on Nathan yeah, the loss no, of the relationship there. Yeah so Nathan is is like one of my long-term friends from obviously back here in, in Dublin and he also runs Velocity FX with, with myself and is also living in uh, Dubai 
as uh, full time trader and, and velocity is what we do full time as well. So, um, okay, so you, you've got the forty four to five k. He was making four, he made four to five k, and this the signals yeah. risking a lot. And Brexit was coming around the door. What happened next? Yeah, so he it was actually I was down on the signals, and Nathan was kind of like, you know, screw this, I'm going to do my own thing. So he started shorting every pound pair. And we were like kind of with like, you know, three, four lots on each, like on a, you know, probably like 800 euro portfolio. And we were like sitting in his car and we were like, oh, holy shit. Like, and then I remember he banked like 4K profit and we were like, okay, so there is money to be made in FX. But he ended up ultimately blowing it because he didn't know anything about risk management, blah, blah, blah. Like he, I was like, just withdraw the profit. I was like, just withdraw the profit. He was going back in to more trades, blew it again. So, but kind of from that day, I think we realized that, you can make money, but we were weighing over our, our heads. Like, um, like we knew there was ways to make money trading FX, but we just knew we were doing it wrong. So what we did was took a break for like five, six, seven months. Uh, we, I didn't do any courses. I pretty much just learned from YouTube. I had one mentor in Australia. Um, he kind of had like a, you would just send out market breakdowns and um, psychology tips and stuff. Um, so I paid like a monthly subscription for that, which was actually really, really worth the investment because I learned so much from from him. I'm not sure if he's still around or not. He was just like a random guy who came across the website in a forum. Um, Joe was his name, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, and then Nathan was kind of doing his own learning as well and just, I think it just kind of kicked off from there. After like six, seven months, I started up another portfolio. Um, just again, a small amount, but was using actual risk management. Um, taking my own trades, uh, using some of his trade setups and putting them onto my own charts and, you know, seeing how they played out and followed from there. And just kind of then we kind of became obsessed with, with trading. Um, you know, and, and you know, we still had our... our crypto coins and that was going well and we just wanted to get into the fx because it was more like you know you're sitting around waiting for the price of crypto to go up but fx you can be involved in the market kind of all the time and you're watching prices and you know so every weekend and every day we we're about working on the time we'd meet up after work go through charts uh the weekends we'd spend all the time you know we'd go to a coffee shop with our laptops back test um look for setups for the week ahead we really start being profitable and from there we kind of scaled up our, our portfolios um, and kind of the journey was from then on really from being profitable and actually started making some solid money from from FX and here we are now. And so so just diving back into that a little bit, I mean, you, you what's missing for me is did, how, did you sort of come up with a strategy that you were like, okay, this is how I'm going to trade the market and, and how did coming up with that strategy play out? Yeah, so we as well made the mistake that, like, I think many traders use. I know some people have, like, really good indicators and indicators to work for them, but we were, like, just trying, like, every single indicator on TradingView um, and stuff like that. And, you know, we thought there was going to be, like, one magic tool that was going to tell us which way the market was going to go. But I think, um, like once once we both started trading price action, like I know it's not the same for everyone, but for us, something that we really understood, like support and resistance, trends, uh, price action, it both made sense to us. We both like 
literally religiously. And another thing is we, we wanted to trade every single pair from like the get-go. We were like looking at all the like exotic pairs, minors, majors, like every single currency pair. But what we did was Nathan picked three pairs and I would pick three pairs. So I would trade GA, GBP, JPY and gold and Nathan would focus on EJ, odd, had I think and one other pair so we both knew those three pairs each inside out uh, like we knew the trends we knew the uh, support and resistance levels like, like you know like uh, the back of our hand and that was what really I think pushed us on as well because when you just focus on two or three currency pairs you know it's better than trying to come up with a trade on you know all the other currency pairs as well and you can't focus so that was like one of the big factors as well was changing the price action, support resistance, trade the trend, and just just focusing solely on two or three currency pairs. And how many trades were you taking a week at that time? Well, that was uh, another thing because um, obviously when we we started back up and you know we we started seeing some profitability, it wasn't like you know, there was months where we were down, there was months where we were up, there was weeks and stuff we'd be break even or down, like we weren't like making a really great profit, but um, we were, you know, because we were, we thought every day you had to be in the market, like, but that's obviously not the case. The more I think we went on, and this is over the space of like two, three years, like the more we went on, the more we realized that, you know, you don't always have to be in the market, you should wait for, trade setups to come to you rather than look for them because what we used to do was you know I'd be like are you in a trade do you see any trade setups you'd be like no and I'd be like okay let me go and look and I'd jump on my computer and I'd be like oh maybe this one and you know I'd take the trade for no apparent reason or just because you know it kind of half looked good and then I'd lose that position and then I'm trying to chase the profit or the loss and and slowly over time I think through trial and error and especially trading with real money um, because it hurts when you lose with, a, with, with real money. That's the difference between trading on a demo account and, and real. Um, you know, we just learned through, through errors and failing that, you know, you don't have to be always actively in the market. And, you know, even if you're only taking two, three trades a week, it's, it's perfectly fine. And that's what really kind of made the difference as well. Yeah, and so, so was there a, a time or a moment where you sort of thought, ah... Like I've now, I'm now in the groove. Or are you still learning and and progressing every day? I'm still learning and progressing every day. I think you know, as a trader, everyone can still learn and make mistakes every day. But I think it was really when maybe like it, kind of two years ago, year and a half, when we kind of because we'd made some money on our our crypto investments, obviously, and. Um, I kind of invested in a, a, a setup for for trading specifically. Um, I think there was one month where I'd started a new portfolio. I put like a, a large chunk of money in, and I made like I think like twenty. I was using I think two or three percent risk per position, but I made like twenty percent um, return in a month and like Nathan done similar figures um, and I think that was when we kind of both looked at each other and kind of was like this is you know this has gone really well and the, the hard work kind of paid off because there was a lot of times where we were starting to doubt whether you know 
this was for us or whether we were wasting our time or, you know, there, there was a turning point about a year and a half, two years ago where, you know, I really started pushing the numbers and I started to get really confident with entries. So I was taking entries and, you know, I was able to go about my day without worrying about like the trade hitting the stop loss or, you know, my sell limit or buy limit or pending order wasn't going to get activated and I was just getting the market. I was just letting everything happen. Um, I think that just came with experience. I don't think there was like a magic like tool to like, there was no magic like uh mindset hack or whatever. It was just, it was literally true. It was experience. Nice. Cool. And, um, and so, so you're sort of on, on the, I mean, you guys are well and truly on your journey now and we've seen, seen some of those skills already in play on trader versus trader. So, so do you want to jump forward to today and give us some, insight into what your trading looks like so uh, you've told us that you do you know the, the the key sort of things like price action trend support and resistance um what time frames are you looking at for your entries and analysis more so i would say i'd start with the daily time frame i'd mark out my kind of levels of interest daily levels um jump down to the four hour and then pick entries from the 30 minute time frame. So four hours will be, you know, kind of assessing the trend, uh, the really strong levels, like if they play it with the daily levels um, and then four hour levels, if they play out on the 30 minute chart, if they're there as well. And then I pick my entries like specifically from the 30 minute. I don't go any lower. May like once or twice, maybe the 15 minute, if I, if I'm really sure about an entry, but I want to try pinpoint it, but, um, I won't go any lower than the, the 30 minute time frame. And how many pairs are you analyzing when you're trading? Um, I've got my pairs in front of me now. So at the moment, I'm only really analyzing um, gold, GA, GJ, and USD CAD. So four, more or less, four pairs. Um, and, and that's it, really. Like, and people will know that following me on Instagram or um, you know, in the velocity uh, groups and stuff, like most of my trades will be on uh, gold and GJ. And in in terms of like int- number of entries a week, I mean, you sort of mentioned two to three. Are you still getting two to three entries out of those four pairs a week? Two, two to three. Sometimes, if other pairs are looking, you know, good, um, like UCAD or EJ, sometimes. Um, you know, I'll take an entry on those as well, but like maximum four, five at a push. Um, and, you know, if there's only two setups, if even if it's only one setup that comes my way, I'll only, I'll only trade the one, uh, the once in a week. I don't uh, feel pressure anymore to, you know, keep getting into the market because, you know, I've made, you know, a lot of money from, from trading. So I'm not like kind of chasing, uh, you know, a certain figure or a number. So I can just kind of let, let it happen. And uh, in terms of like a, a winning percentage and risk to reward, I mean, out of your say, you know, maximum five, four trades, five trades in a week, how many of those will you win? And what's the risk to reward on the, or the average risk to reward on those trades? Mm, because it varies because, you know, a lot of people say that they're like, what, what risk to reward do you use? And it really depends on the trade setup. But I do like to target, you know, two and a half to three to one bar trades. Um, but the, depending on price action and 
different levels that it's approaching while it's in profit. If it, you know, if it's at the trades at one hour and I see, you know, so you know, price action and signs of a reversal or, you know, it's going to come back, um, you know, I will be happy and take my profit at one hour. But um, most of the time it's at least 2.5 to, to three to one. And obviously, you know, there are the or you know, it's, it's better, but you can't always um, catch trades like that. And and what about like winning percentage? I mean, out of out of three trades in a week, if you took a, took three, what? How many of those would you win? The last few weeks, especially with the people in in the the community will know our Instagram. So some share my trade history quite a bit. Um, some weeks I'm winning three out of three. Some weeks I'm winning two. Um, very rarely I'll at this stage I'm I'm coming out at a loss. Um touch wood because you know I don't want to say that now and then now we're going a, a bad run but you know obviously it does happen like in I think May this year was like one of my best months ever um, and then July I think was one of the worst months I've ever had so it does vary but typically especially recently um, and given the patience that I have I'm, I'm winning I'd say like three to four or five trades and when you have you know typically 2.5 or three or trades you know you're, you're making more than enough enough profit to to you know well depend on your portfolio size but to sustain my my lifestyle anyway and and what about your typical trading day i mean how does that look um i do most of the work the the chart work on on the weekends so that you know, and because I'm analysing the same two, three, three pairs like throughout the whole year consistently, pretty much every day. Um, you know, I, I kind of know. I already know the trend. I already know what way the trade, like the the pair is going. I know what levels that if it doesn't break or if it, you know, breaks and retests, I know that I'm going to get in. Or I'll mark out. Um, I'll set alerts. You know, the trading view alerts, especially if I'm on my phone and I'm out somewhere. You know that I can I can get into a trade and I kind of mark up. Uh, like right now, I have a position uh, ready to take on GJ. So when the market opens, I'm going to set a sell, a sell limit on that. So most of the stuff is at the weekends. We don't have a set routine where I get up and you know only trade at this certain time. It's it's anytime I, you know, uh, it's it's flexible if if anything. Um, so most of the work is done at the weekends and then execute during the week. And and what do you think made you different from like other people out there who are struggling to, to make it as traders? Uh, do you think you had any special traits from growing up or, or do you think you had any actions that you took that were different? Um, I think just the, the time and effort because a lot of my friends, um, you know, like when I was, when I was back in Dublin at, at first, you know, I wasn't really working in a great job and um, certainly not enough to, to, you know, kind of pay me well, but I was making money from FX. And then obviously I had the, I had some of the, the cryptos, but you know, when I was kind of showing me, I got a new car and I got an Audi and it was you know, a new one. And, you know, when kind of people, friends seeing that people that I was in school with and they're, you know, going to college and everything, they're like, Whoa, holy shit, like what are you doing? Um, and they're like, you're not making that 
collect money from your job and you know, I would explain about FX and I explain about, you know, investing in crypto or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, showing them my FX portfolio and I was starting to show them like this is when I was really starting to get profitable um, and I had my whole setup and everything. So they knew I was really serious about it. Um, you know, they, they'd give it a go and after two, three weeks, they'd kind of give up. Like I'd give them all the material, I'd give them, you know, what to look out for, what to, I'd even send them trade setups and, you know, they really wanted to, you know, in their head, be successful at, at trading or, you know, make the money side of things first. Um, and a lot of people do, and they just don't uh, listen to the, you know, risk management. They don't take it seriously. They don't take trading seriously. They do it for three, four weeks or even, you know, a few months, and then they kind of give up when they don't, like, make, you know, 5,000 euro or something. And in, like, the first month, they're like, oh, this is a lot of crap, uh, you know. I even have one friend actually. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name him if you watch this you'll know. Um he was making like I think after the first two months, like I was helping him with trade setups, I was helping him with risk management, I was sending him free courses, YouTube videos, wasn't doing any of it, but he was still, you know, somewhat profitable. And he made you know, he only invested like five hundred, six hundred euro, which is, you know, it's it's still a lot of money to some people, but for you know, if you really want to be you know, making a living from FX, you need to put, you know, you need a, a larger portfolio than that. But, you know, he made like, I think, you know, 200 euro or whatever um, after about two months. And he was like, oh, this is a load of crap. He was like, I've only made 200 euro and I'm putting in all this work and I'm, you know, waking up and setting these trades and I'm setting these limits and I'm waiting to close them and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I've only made 200 euro. But I'm saying like, you need to look at the percentage gain on your portfolio and then, scale it up like apply that to if you had have had x amount in your portfolio and you let's say done 20 percent, it's going to be a lot more than only 200 euro but you know i think people just don't have the patience they don't have the they don't see the bigger picture and they're trying to get rich quick so i think that's the, the issue with most people and in terms of in terms of that i think it's a good point to touch on like around funding i mean so you know they they start off with five six hundred made two hundred uh thinking eh, not so great um but the reality is you know you've made whatever percentage on that that uh, that deposit what what would you recommend somebody you know who goes through that process they get their 20 30% gain on that like small account investment of their own money do you have a sort of roadmap to get them better funding and that sort of thing how how would you go about that um or sorry, recommendation, not a roadmap, just more of a recommendation. If somebody wanted yeah. to go, okay, I can I can trade now. What do I do to get um, funded and and that sort of thing? Well, w- what I did was when I knew that I was profitable, I had savings from work. Like I didn't I didn't really do much. Um, I saved my money because I knew I was going to invest it back into myself. You know, a lot of these people will have no problem going spending like. 300 euro on you know like designer clothes or you know a night out like beers whatever else um you know they'll spend that money but they wouldn't put it into their trading portfolio if that makes sense mm. um you know but if somebody as well then doesn't have the money like you, you need to now if you're taking it serious you need to save the money put it back in compound the account but um if somebody didn't have the money um, they can always go down the, the funding option. Like there's a lot of uh, different websites, or you obviously use FTMO. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, especially now, there's a lot of uh, platforms you can get funded. You can get extra extra 
trading capital. So if somebody didn't have the, the means to boost up their portfolio with their own money, which I would kind of recommend, especially at the start, um, because all the profit is yours. And when you trade with your own money, um, you know, you take everything a lot more serious. But um, if they don't have the means to, to do that, I'd kind of go down the, the funding funding route. And and you've you managed to get yourself funded a few times, is that right? Yeah, so with FTMO they allow you to have three um like open uh kind of portfolios or, or whatever you like to call them with them. So I have the maximum at the moment, which is three three times uh the one hundred K uh US dollars, which is like eighty thousand euro. Brilliant, Rook. Uh, so, what do you th- what do you recommend? So, somebody who's going to start out. I mean, excluding the funding side of it, what 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 do you recommend in terms of steps they should take to to get to the point where you are? From from the very very start, um, I think should like obviously educate yourself first, like because I blew a lot of money just going in blind, um, and that's why why we have velocity because. Me and Nathan said we were going to try to give people a platform where they didn't kind of make the same mistakes that we did. Um, but, you know, educate yourself. Really look into, you know, if the first thing I say to people as well, go to Baby Pips, start the Baby Pips course. You know, look on YouTube. Uh, they need to understand risk management um, and kind of the mental side of things because not everything is like how good you can actually trade on the market. It's a lot of mental as well. Once you kind of have a, an understanding of that, I would start up with a, a real account instead of uh, trading on a, a demo account because I, personally, I think that demo accounts kind of form bad habits, um, especially as a new trader, and you, you won't take it seriously. Like As much as you say that you will, you're still not going to act in the same way that you would if it was your actual money on the line. So I've seen a lot of people be profitable on demo accounts and then they come to trade in a real account and they just totally crumble. So I think starting out from the start with the right habits uh, and the right, you know, because that's what we try and do at Velocity. We try to get people to trade like as professionally as possible, even though they might only have a portfolio of, you know, 400 euro or $400, whatever. You should apply all the rules and steps, you know, as if you were managing 100K, 200K, um, and once you have everything in place and you're profitable, then that's when you can go and look to scale up. So real account, stay away from from demo. Maybe use a demo account to get used to actually placing the trades um, and what a stop loss is, what a take profit is, how to hold them, how to close them. But um, I'd recommend you know, starting with real money, real capital, and take it as seriously as, as possible if you really want to actually uh, – be a trader. Nice. That's great advice. Great advice. Seriously as possible. Now, um, you've mentioned some things on a price chart already. So you mentioned support and resistance, price action, and uh, I can't remember the other one. Was it trend? Uh, and do you, I mean, if you had to sort of dive into a little detail, a little bit more detail on those, and you sort of said to a new trader, hey, look, go and spend a bit of time on a chart marking up X, Y, Z, what would you, what would you recommend? So I've done this with a few of our members as well. I'll kind of go on a Zoom call, share a screen. I'll kind of, you know, because a lot of people be like, you know, is this support? Is this resistance? Is this, like, from my interpretation, the higher the time frame and the more touches of a certain point or whatever confirms stronger that it's actually 
a valid support or resistance or you know a key level um so I tell them to do top down analysis um you know from daily to four hour to you know maybe one hour to thirty minute chart um you know kind of find like the the common denominators like the you know is there a certain level that's playing out on each chart identify the trends draw trend lines even though I wouldn't enter from a trend line you need to know you know what way the the pair is actually trending um and then I get them to send it back to me and then I kind of you know go over with them what you know what I think is right and wrong but for people who don't have that and people are just starting themselves you know or top down analysis look at the charts mark out your levels mark out even possible trades or just make a mental note of what you think would happen at this certain level or just watch what does happen so that's what i've been doing for a while like i'd mark out levels um you know levels at top price would react to or you know if price came to you know where uh, you know like a pullback to a support level and then make go make another higher high um you know, just watch and watch what happens. And then the more you watch and the more you see those things actually happening, then maybe it will give you the confidence to go in and actually take a trade on those things or just give you a better understanding of what typically happens on that currency pair or, you know, actually in, in the market. So I think just just by watching actual charts can actually give you a lot of experience and a lot of understanding. You know, if you just watch a few YouTube videos, you're like, okay, now I know what sport resistance is and you just, mark a bunch of lines and start trying to trade off that it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything you need to actually watch and, and learn and see for yourself yeah i think i think and i think that is the missing piece of the puzzle for for anyone out there is that that sort of um uh, difference between or the gap between watching something on a video and somebody teaching you it and actually uh, applying it yourself it's a bit like driving right so it's, you can watch yeah. someone drive a car but you sit behind and they can tell you how to do it, sit behind and try to drive a car for the first time and it's a different story, right? Exactly, because I see a lot of people that are like, oh, I watched this new YouTube video on this strategy and then they just go like straight away and they, they try it like without actually applying it to it. Like, even if they don't have Trading View Pro and they can't use the replay to go on back test, like, just watch the markets, like, do your analysis and then watch it for a week, two weeks, three weeks and see what happens, like, are your levels checking out? Is there anything happening at them? Are they being broken and retested? Are they just totally wrong? Are you doing the wrong thing? And from that, you can go back and look for yourself. Okay, I made that mistake there. I, you know, that should be there, or this should have been here. Uh, this is a level that I'd missed. This is a level that I, could, I should have seen. And then you can actually, because that way it's going to go into your head and you're actually going to learn. If you're just watching somebody on YouTube, you know, obviously, yes, you can learn a lot from YouTube. It's great, but to actually put it into practice, you need to be doing it on your own chart, your own like um, initiative and, and learning for yourself. It's the only way it's going to kind of go into your head. Same way as you said with driving. Like, if you don't get in behind the wheel and make the mistakes for yourself and actually experience it, you're never going to learn how to drive. Yeah, hopefully not too many mistakes with the driving. But um, <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, it is interesting. It's like, I think, what it, what it does give people, and maybe this is, might be something that's going to help you listening out there, is it's that confidence, right? So you can watch something on YouTube. Somebody says, yeah, look, this will work. Get in there, real money on the table. You haven't done it before, and you've got 
no confidence that it will work because you just don't you haven't seen that over and over again and go okay, I know this yeah. is going to happen um, or you know the chance of this happening is X percent so yeah and that's when people think as well start you know screwing up with their risk reward ratios and stuff and they they don't know like um, how to react then from what they've entered off and they don't really believe it themselves and they don't trust it. And then they're like, Oh, I'm just going to close for 20 pips, even though they risked like say 50 pips. And then, you know, in the long run, that's never going to work. You have to win a lot of trades to, to be profitable in, in, in that way. Now thinking about a, a mind traders mindset, which we've just touched on, uh, do you have any special techniques or was there anything you stumbled on that you felt helped you as a trader? Um, I think trusting yourself and keeping um, a journal is very helpful because at the start as well, and even even still kind of now, um, like last week, like actually on Friday is a good example. I took a trade on GJ short, and um, I think it was like two point tag it was like just under three to one um i actually put the trade set up in the group i was like yeah guys i'm taking this trade blah 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 um and because it was friday and everything the trade was running well uh, i actually posted to my instagram and i explained that i got it early but i actually had to write that down in my notes like because it was friday i was like yeah you know what you know the trade was in like 1.5 or, or two or profit and i just got you know i, I seen some uh, price actually on the other way or a candle formed or whatever and I just got out of the trade I took my profit but you know then two candles later I went down and hit take profit like that's you know stuff like that if you take a note of them and actually write it down it will give you more confidence then in you know the next trade you say you look at your notes and say okay this is the amount of times that I've actually exited a trade early and it's going to hit my target you know I've written it down so you believe it more because you've written it down previously. You see your handwriting, you see that you've written it down and, you know, it might give you that extra bit of confidence to say, you know, what, I'm going to hold this trade or because X of how many times it actually does go and hit my target, if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely. It makes so much sense. I don't, I don't know how many times I've done that where I've yeah. exited it early and it's and it's carried on and then ironically I've sort of realised uh, that I've missed a piece of the puzzle and uh, better analysis would have kept me in the trade. Now, uh, going to go into the quickfire rounds here. Um, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Um, I'm going to say one and a half, two years. What's your favorite entry setup? Break and retest. What strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Stop loss to break even. Um, I rarely close partials, but sometimes I close partial profits. What's your recommended trading book or resource? Um, trading View or probably I like Live Charts UK as well for news. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Yeah, um, gold on NFP day. Um, I took a short or yeah it was a short and price kept pumping uh, this was kind of when I was a rookie but uh, I ended up blowing the whole account by taking off my stop loss and 
yeah, I just I just moved the stop loss completely, even though I was in a great loss and Royce kept pumping, blew the whole account. I think that's a that's almost guaranteed. Though. As soon as you remove that stop loss and yeah. keep moving it, it's always gonna you're always gonna get hit. Um, what uh, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, Vantage FX is currently the broker I'm using. I've had no issues so far. Everything's been good. So Vantage. And if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Patience. Just be patient. Don't chase money. Don't chase trades. Let them come to you and you'll eventually see the benefits. Brilliant. Well, look, before you wrap up, what's the best way for the guys listening to get hold of you? Um, at JLDDXB on Instagram and Cam will send you a link because I actually started a new YouTube channel. I don't have any videos up yet, but I'll be making some educational stuff there. So if you could put that in the, the bio so they can go and click on it, maybe. Will do. Will do. Get hold of me there as well. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Jack for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all those links and that other one, will be in the show notes to find them. Simply search for Jack in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there we have an interview with Jack Doyle done and dusted. Now, head over there to the YouTube channel. Check out the video we shot after the interview where he walks through his entire trade breakdown Fantastic little video, guys. You've got to go and check it out. All right, folks, until next time, we'll see you in the markets.